You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Uh, welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Joe Galita. I'm here with Mike Florio. Pete Considori is producing our show. No Frankie today. But uh, as we head into the meat of week five, got uh, four teams on a bye. Washington, the Broncos, the Saints, Falcons. How you doing there, Mike? I'm good, man. Bye weeks. We're not in bye week hell just yet, <laughs> but... We're getting close. Yeah, I think weeks eight and nine, you have six teams each on a bye. So it would have been eleven as well, but the week one cancellation for the right. Bucks and Dolphins eased that week a little right. bit. And then next week we had four teams on a bye: Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, Seahawks. But this week we're going to have to get by without. I mean, there's some significant ga- names that are out to, uh, this week: uh, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, Matt Matt Ryan. Uh, on the wide receiver side, Demarius Thomas, uh, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, but it might be a blessing in disguise with him, right? Because he, he uh, left last week's game. Yeah, and I, for me at least, when you hear four teams on by, you're like, all right, I can get by that. You don't realize just how depleting it is to the player pool right. until like you start to put together your rankings or you start to you know look at your DFS lineup, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and you're like, Oh wow, yeah, I gotta sit this guy, I gotta sit this guy. Oh, this guy's a wide receiver too now this week right, because right. of the buys. Like that's really when you start to realize, like, oh wow, yeah. But Even four week, teams. Yeah. Next week you have significant uh, running backs out. McCoy, Ezekiel Elliott, then you got Des Bryant and uh Dak Prescott and uh, Russell Wilson. So we'll get by it. We'll help you get uh, through. And uh, if you have any questions about uh, your lineup, you could give us a call, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. You can tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Uh, to me, the big thing this week, the big theme is just trying to figure out who to start at running back, Mike. It's been, you know, uh, I mean, I write a start sit column for, uh, on behalf of the Fantasy Sports Network and just trying to figure out who to start. I mean, because look, we have in Baltimore, I mean, Alex Collins, Buck Allen, Terrence West. I mean, Seattle. Seattle has a great, great matchup. Chris Carson. The best uh, matchup yeah. you could ask for. Right. Uh, but uh, do we uh, start Eddie Lacy or Thomas Rawls? I'm leading <laughs> Rawls. I think Rawls is going to be the guy who gets the first crack. We mm-hmm. saw that they wanted to use him early on in right. the year where Lacy was really no part of the offense. Right. But my thinking, though, is... Rawls was a healthy scratch the other day. We know he is injury right. concern. I'm one worried that you know he's not going to see the workload to make him a running back too. That's right. why I have him more in the flex conversation, just outside the top 24 running back for me because of the buys and the great matchup. Right, Green Bay, Ty Montgomery officially doubtful after you know the Packers were playing with us and, and the Cowboys all week. But now they have a great matchup, too. And yeah. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, both healthy. Jamal Williams, full practice, had been dealing with a knee, knee injury. So, I don't know. We're going to have to work on figuring out who you're going to get in your starting lineup this week. Uh, we've got lots uh, more ahead of us. We're going to go game by game. We'll also be talking Raiders at the top of the second hour. We've got a special guest. And uh, we'll be right back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Our
Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. If your team started out 0-4, don't stop believing because we're going to help you get through. What do you think, Mike? 0-4 is not a death sentence, is it? It's pretty damn close. It's tough. But you know what? Uh, you can always play uh, a free daily game at uh, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Right? So we'll talk yes, about that later. Yeah, play every week. We do. Yes, but we do. Uh, just to... Uh, let you know uh, at the uh, second hour we've got a special guest uh, Matt Schneidman Raiders beat reporter for the Mercury News lots of Raiders news that we could go over uh, with him Uh, Derek Carr actually practiced a little bit this week yeah he's begging to play but I don't think he's going to play no not this week (laughs) and uh, we're going to ask him what's what's the deal with uh, Amari Cooper and uh, if Crabtree's going to be 100%. Lots of stuff to talk to him about. we got to ask him how much popcorn Mark Cooper eats before games because <laughs> right. everything just goes through his hands. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like I said, 844-843-6879. We've got Wave of Wire help for you. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Uh, let's just go over real quick uh, some of the, the, the injuries that uh, we're faced with this week. Ty Montgomery, we spoke about. Doubtful. He's not going to play, so we're just going to have to figure out if it's going to be Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, I'm thinking Jamal Williams. I don't know about you. I mean, it's tough, though. And they do have a good matchup against it's Dallas, right? I have Aaron Jones higher. Mm-hmm. And this, if you asked me before the year, I had Jamal Williams a lot higher. I actually had a lot of hope for Jamal Williams. A lot Williams. of people did, yeah. I own him in a number of leagues. The only thing is, one, he is also, I, I know he's off the uh, injury report completely, but right. he still was banged up last we saw him. Right. And in the chances that he has had, he hasn't really done much with them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. and now, Aaron Jones, now with a knee injury, that yeah. you know, I guess see your point. You're Aaron Jones man. provided a spark, but I because of the uncertainty of this backfield, it, it's much like the other, like the Seahawks backfield. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for a little bit, people were unconcerned, were worried about how the breakdown of the Giants RBs would would go. Now I think it's going to be Gallman, but. There's so many backfields that we just don't know how. Well, that's it's the one we happen. do know because Perkins is, uh, I think, he's officially out. Yes. So Wayne Gallman's going to be the primary carrier. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Marcus Mariota, game time decision, dealing with a hamstring issue, concerning since um, a big part of his game again this season has been his ground game. So, uh, you know, I mean, I would just think that even if he does play, if you could fade him out, I think I would. Yeah, the matchup is pretty likable for Mariota, but if if he plays, I, I think you do have to devalue him a little bit because mm-hmm. of the injury, but I don't know if I have him fully out of my top 12 just yet. Sam Bradford got in some limited practices. Uh, supposedly there's a slight chance he plays. Uh, he's got a Monday night matchup against the Bears, which could be nice. I mean, if he could play, uh, you give. I mean, you're always starting digs at this point, but maybe even Kyle Rudolph get, could get a little bump up because. Uh, he hasn't really been doing much uh, without Bradford in there. Yeah, 
Kyle Rudolph is like you said is the big benefactor of getting Sam Bradford back. But Diggs and Thielen, while I think they are you know startable now even without Bradford, mm-hmm. it only helps if you have your starting oh, yeah. quarterback. I know we've only seen Bradford in one game. It was against the Saints, but he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So the hope for me is that he gets back. And if so, I mean. There's a lot of depth at the QB position this year yeah. and this week, and he's just another intriguing option. Derek Carr, we spoke about uh, limited practice, fractured uh, bone in his back, so pushing to play, but I don't think he will. Uh, Redskins, we said, are on a bye, but Josh Norman is uh, uh, out four weeks with a punctured lump and a rib fracture, so keep that in mind when you're thinking about playing uh, the, maybe the Redskins defense or any wide receivers against them once they come out of the bye. Uh, just mention real quick, Paul Perkins, Giants running back, out Wayne Gallman uh, in, I don't know, the Giants' second highest passing percentage uh, at this point. <laughs> I don't think any uh, Giant running back is startable. And it's almost like, you know, they're just going to be passing the ball. Maybe Eli gets a little bump just because of all the volume that he's going to get throwing the ball. And obviously his receivers. I completely agree with you, Joey. And and this is something I've been harping on for weeks that the Cardinals and the Giants, mainly the Giants, though, these are the two teams. They're number one and two in pass completions and pass attempts, Carson Mm -hmm. Palmer and Eli Manning. Because they don't have a running game, they have to throw so much that we do have to bump them up in fantasy just because of the pure volume. Their numbers are going to increase. Mm -hmm. However, I think Wayne Gallman could be in the flex discussion because – Last week was his first game active. Paul Perkins was still active, and yet Gallman was the only giant running back all year to see double-digit carries in a game. Mm-hmm. And he had two catches out of the backfield. And if they are throwing so much, I know Shane Vereen's going to be out there on third down. Mm-hmm. But if Gallman's out there on first and second down, just from the fact that they're throwing so much, he could back his way into two, three, four catches. So mm-hmm. I do think that puts him in the flex discussion. Yeah, at this point with the situation regarding running backs, you almost have to put anyone in there who has a pulse, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, if you, I don't expect too much. I even, you know, just even in reading his draft profile, wasn't really very impressive. But you're right. I mean, he could back into some, some fantasy points. If you, if you, at this point in the year, if you're a running back that is going to get 12 to 15 touches a game, mm-hmm. you're worth owning. And it, and. It, Always going to be in the flex discussion. Right, right. Uh, your Bills are going to be out with Jordan Matthews again. He's out for a few weeks with a broken thumb. Uh, Bengals are going to be out with Tyler Eifert and John Ross. John Ross, their wide, speedy wide receiver. Tyler Eifert, their oft-injured tight end. Uh, he might be out for another couple of weeks. Tyler Croft, any any love for him? I don't know. I mean, tough um, matchup against the Bills this week to start off with. But. Bills have allowed one passing touchdown all year. We're Not- going to be talking about the Bills. That's one of the games I really want to cover. But their defense. I got the hat on, got the hat on, too, huh? It's a big game for them tomorrow. But, mm-hmm. go, you know, sticking with the Bengals and, and, and Croft, I'm not in on him because... Last week was against the Browns, who was the second-worst team against tight ends. The only team worse than them is the New York Giants. Easy on my Giants. Sorry. They've only given up five touchdowns to tight ends this year. And two different ones last week. One in every single game. It's it's insane. But the Browns, you know, that that was a good matchup. The Bengals, give them credit. They obviously knew that was a weakness in their game. The Bills have been great against the tight end. The Bills have been great against the pass. Mm -hmm. The Bills have been good at getting pressure on the quarterback. So I don't know if Andy Dalton's going to have a ton of time. Uh, I'm fading. I'm I'm not in (laughs) on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kenny Britt. 
Cleveland Browns wide receiver doubtful. So the reason why I bring that up, it's just because it's part of the injuries. But uh, we were talking a little bit, of, uh, really briefly, about Isaiah Crowell. And look, we've given him so many chances. Uh, actually, it kind of took a risky play and, and put him in my article as someone that you should start this week. I mean, think about it. I mean, the Jets have been terrible against uh, running backs. Uh, now um, they're down. Uh, I guess I don't even want to call Britt a reliable receiver because he hasn't been. He's, he doesn't even want to be out there himself. <laughs> right. he, he made himself doubtful so yeah. he can just sit back and collect his money. Right. But uh, you're not wrong on yeah. Crowell. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if he doesn't do it this week, you know, this is the, the, the line in the sand, right? The Jets are allowing uh, the fourth most points to opposing RBs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And looking at their numbers, besides the game against Miami, they've allowed 120 or more rushing yards to opposing RBs. So if you end three touchdowns the first two games of the year, if you told me coming into the year that this was a matchup on paper for Crowell, I'd say he's an easy top 10 RB. Mm-hmm. But how bad he's been and and the emergence of Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. I, I do think Crowell is a low-end RB2 this week, but it's Just sad. this week, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> other than that, any other week, I think that maybe Duke Johnson is the only Browns player that you consider starting I on a weekly basis. I actually have Duke and PPR. I have mm-hmm. Duke Johnson higher than Crowell. In standard, I don't because I, I know the yardage may be there in the passing game, but I... I we have to imagine if there's any week that we like Crowell's chances to get into the end zone, mm-hmm. it's this week. Right. Although, who knows? They could get on the one-yard line and Kaiser could Cam Newton him again. Yeah. And basically, remember all those years where Jonathan Stewart was okay, but mm-hmm. he didn't really. we didn't like him in fantasy because he didn't get the touchdowns because Cam right. Newton took them all? Right. That's Kaiser to Crowell so far this year. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. Yep. So that uh, is your injury roundup. Uh, why don't we just dive in and try to get through as many games as we can? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I want to start maybe Giants Chargers. Is that uh, sure? Does that we talked a little bit about it? Melvin Gordon uh, has had a knee issue, but practiced in full. Uh, three point one yards per carry and three touchdowns in four games. I mean, you have him. You can't fade him no. if, he, if he's starting right. Uh, Keenan Allen obviously matchup proof at this point. Forty targets in forty games. I will say <laughs> this: mm-hmm. I think some people are going to be scared off of Keenan Allen and maybe in daily or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. I, in season long, he's obviously matchup proof, but there are concerns that Janoris Jenkins is going to shadow him. Mm-hmm. And besides Week One against Des Bryant, the Giants really haven't used Janoris Jenkins to shadow the other team's best receivers. Mm-hmm. Plus, Keenan Allen lines up all over the field. He lines up in the slot. I expect uh, Jenkins to see a lot of Tyrell Williams as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, like you said, Keenan Allen, matchup proof to me. I have him inside my top six wide receivers. And I, I, most weeks, that's where he's going to come in. Right. And I, I'm, I'm fading the rest of the Chargers uh, receivers. Or, or How do you feel about that? I mean, you were talking about Tyrell Williams. I unfortunately, yeah. in a deep league, have to play him. Yeah. Because of buys and such, mm-hmm. but if I had a, a way of not getting him in my lineup, I would obvi- I would pursue that. All right, we'll continue our discussion. Chargers, Giants. When we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we'll be right back after this. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're all all stars, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike Florio's an all star. <laughs> Pete Consentari producing our show. He's an all star. I'm Joe Galina. And remember, you can follow Mike on uh, at Michael F. Florio. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. Uh, we've got Matt Schneidman, Raiders beat reporter, coming up. Uh, he uh, works for the Mercury News. And uh, we're going to ask him uh, about uh, Derek Carr, Beast Mode. We've got lots to talk uh, to him about. Uh, but, um, man, there's been a buzz in the city. I came into the city today. It's, it's Comic-Con weekend. And I'm wearing my, my Hulk T-shirt, baby. Joey, I'm, I'm first of all, yeah. I didn't know if that was a Hulk shirt or not. You I think just thought was? you were just jacked. <laughs> you didn't know I had uh, an eight Rock hard abs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joey, do you watch that show Rick and Mortar or whatever it's called? No. Apparently, they, they, part of the show is like some McDonald's sauce from the 90s that was only out for a limited time. Uh, really? Forget what kind of sauce. Mm-hmm. McDonald's is, is releasing it for today only at select sauce, McDonald's yeah. across. Oh, Szechuan, Szechuan right, sauce. Yeah, that's right. That's what I, it is. Someone was talking about it on the way in. I was walking into the studio the today. There was a line of people. Waiting to get the Szechuan sauce. Sitting on the ground uh-huh. for a whole New York City block. Those are very long wow. blocks, by the way. I'm telling you, the city just packed today. Partly, I guess, uh, I think there's a parade nearby. By the way, we, we broadcast from Rock and Riley's. You should come in on the weekends. Saturdays, we uh, have all the football games on. Uh, we have people taking pictures of us uh, as we broadcast. Sundays, come in and buy us a drink. Sundays, Don't just you take can us watch a all the football games. Rock and Riley's, 35th Street between 7th and 8th <laughs> Avenue. And uh, Joey, it's a lot of fun. I, I was mind blown though when I, when people and I heard them saying they for everything of chicken tenders you buy yeah, you yeah. get one pack of sauce. Right. I was like, you are camping out yeah. this long for one. And I bet you some people don't even eat it. Some right, people right. probably just keep it and like, oh look, I, right. I and they'll probably sell it on eBay. It's right. crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell you, my wife bought me a, a Reggie bar. Okay. Now, you know, you know who Reggie Jackson is. Of I course, know who right? he is. Okay. I didn't know he had. He a candy used to have bar. a candy bar after 1977 because of his. Three was it home like runs. the Babe Ruth bar? Uh, no, it was caramel and peanuts. It was really good. But okay. my wife actually bought me one because I'm a huge Reggie Jackson fan. This thing came. You know, it's obviously petrified, and you're not going to eat it. But somebody actually was selling it on eBay, and my foolish wife bought one. How much? Would, <laughs> if Joey's wife's listening, you're not foolish at all. Yeah, she's probably listening. Um, she's our biggest fan. <laughs> How much would we have to pay you to eat that candy bar? Oh, boy. Uh, I need a, 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 what I'd want you to do is dial 9-1, and then I'll eat it. And then if I get sick, <laughs> dial the other one. All right. That's all we'd have to do? <laughs> yeah. Not well, pay no, you? No, just... no, of course. I'll take uh, – uh, what are you willing to uh, – six figures? We're talking to what? I mean, I, maybe maybe we can get a sponsor. <laughs> a go, a GoFundMe kind of if thing, If you're right? listening, sponsor Joe Galina eating a 40-year-old candy bar. <laughs> We'll put it on YouTube Live. It'll be a good time. Yes. So why don't we get back to fantasy, fantasy sports? But this is yeah, more fun, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so we were talking <laughs> Giants Chargers. Uh, we were talking how terrible the Giants are at defending the tight end position, right? Uh, so the problem is uh, Antonio Gates or Hunter Henry. Uh, which tight end do you start? I think I would start, if I had the option, Gates. 
you know, I mean, Henry has had a couple of games this year where he's had zero targets. Gates just seems to be the guy that Rivers loves to throw to the end zone. I know it's tough. It's you know, I mean, Joey. Yeah. I'm very happy that we're in agreement here because I look around and I see a lot of people prefer Hunter Henry this week, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because you know he's the younger, more athletic yes. tight end, whatever it may be. But you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Every week we look at it, snaps played mm-hmm. are almost identical between the two. Right. But the big stat, routes ran. Mm-hmm. It's always in Gates's favor. Right. Targets is in Gates' favor. Hunter Henry, for some reason this year, has been used more as a blocker than as a pass catching tight end, and I I, I just I don't know. I'd rather take the chance of the guy, and especially since Antonio Gates mm-hmm. has, uh, I believe, four red zone targets, which leads the Chargers. And, and additionally, I do think, though, that you could start both. Mm-hmm. If, like, Obviously, you don't want to start both guys on the same team, right? right but yeah. if someone else in your league has Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry's out there, I do think he is worth picking up. I have up. a feeling our boss, Mike Cardano, might start both. Oh, yeah, is, he isn't he the three t- Tight he end guy. The three tight end strategy. <laughs> so. But look at last week. A team that has two tight ends, that runs two tight end right. sets with the the Bucks. They have OJ Howard, they have Cameron Brait, both found the end zone. Right. And if you find the end zone, there's a good chance you finish as a tight end one. Mm. So uh Giants have a reputation for having a great defense, but against the run, four point six yards per carry, hundred forty three yards a game, that's what they've given up. So we talked about Melvin Gordon. Obviously you're not you're gonna sit uh, you're gonna start him, you're never gonna sit him when he's healthy. But uh Chargers have given up six touchdowns to wide receivers, so look, you're gonna get back in your lineup, no doubt. But uh, you know, I would even start Marshall. You know, Marshall Shepard has been. Uh, I like Shepard yeah. more than Marshall yeah. personally. I but think. like as a sleeper kind of, if you if you're filling out a DFS lineup and you're just looking for a real cheap option. Yeah, yeah, because to be contrarian. Because I think it's almost a lock that mm. Eli Manning, whether they win or lose, is going to throw forty times every week. Right. And if you're getting that volume, you're going to get. Odell Beckham's going to get his target. Sterling Shepard's going to get his. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, who I think is a great tight end play this week, is going to get his. And Brandon Marshall, too. There's yeah. enough balls to go around when you're throwing 40, 45 times a game. Yep. Uh, want to move on to another game? I just want to, real quick, the Chargers have allowed the most rushing yards in the league, mm-hmm. whereas the Giants rank fifth in that category. the Giants category. won't be able to take advantage of it. I, <laughs> I, I, that's why I think Gallman is a sneaky flex play this week, mm-hmm. because could be, yeah. if he's getting 10 or so carries... And a couple of catches, mm-hmm. he could back his way into double-digit points. And if you get that out of the flex position, I think you're happy. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. Pick Thank another, you. Pick another game. Another game. Uh, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk Eagles-Cardinals. Eagles-Cardinals. And that's not one that would jump out on the page, but I, I saw a stat this week that I, I said it on BFS, but I want to say it again. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson isn't allowing a reception for every 31 snaps in coverage. Wow. Yeah. So you have to imagine that if he shadows Alshon Jeffrey, mm-hmm. he's going to allow a catch or two to him all day. And I think Alshon Jeffrey's in the borderline wide receiver two discussion just because he's not going to guard him every single play. We saw he played uh, Des Bryant most of the game, but in the one possession that he wasn't on him, there mm-hmm. was more than one. But on one of the few, he caught a t- Des caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I think Alshon, because of the buys and, and just... Everything is still in that conversation. But I think Nelson Aguilar, and I, I said it, I wrote it in my article, I said it on BFFs, I think Nelson Aguilar is a sneaky play this week. Mm. In the wide receiver four discussion, I'm not saying he's a must-start or anything, mm-hmm. but if Patrick Peterson is on Alshon Jeffrey like we all expect, and you can't throw his way, Wentz throws the ball a lot. He's going to have to get someone else involved. The Cardinals are good against the tight end, 
They've yeah. been great last week. They've been great this year. I'm sorry. They've been great last year and this year mm-hmm. so far. And then Nelson Aguilar leads. Not only is he tied for, I believe, fourth most red zone targets, mm-hmm. but he leads all Philadelphia Eagles players in that. So Torrey Smith is nothing but a deep threat guy. I think if there's ever a week for you to trust Nelson Aguilar as a sneaky play, maybe you're on by. In the flex draft, I, I'm i diving deep at wide receiver. You know, got, have guys on by and such. I am playing Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Well, could be a sneaky play, like you said. Not a bad. Uh, I mean, it could, yeah. I, I could be wrong. I'm diving deep on this one, but mm-hmm. if I'm diving that deep, I like Aguilar because of the reasons. All right. Uh, Wendell Smallwood looks like he's not going to play due to a knee injury, which sucks. Uh, didn't practice Thursday. I'm not sure about yesterday, but it just, he did not practice yesterday. Okay, so that's even makes it even more likely that he will not play. So uh, roll out a blunt, right, Legarrette Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Blunt's in the flex discussion mm-hmm. for sure. What about Corey Clement? Uh, just over 23% of snaps in week four. Um, do you think that he's going to have a larger role? I mean, it would stand to reason. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it would stand to reason, but I, I don't know if I trust it enough to Arizona's get him Arizona's a little tough against the run, too. Uh, 3.2 yards per carry is what they give it up, 88 rushing yards per game. Uh, I guess Blunt would be the safest option for you this week out of the uh, Eagles' backfield, no? Yeah, because you he has the best chance of getting the touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. If they get near the goal line, LeGarrette Blount's going to be the guy punching it in. What about Larry Fitzgerald? Burns me almost every other week, and, and especially in DFS. But I think you've got to roll him out in season long, right? Yeah, I agree. The, the Eagles allow the third most points to re, uh, opposing receivers and the third most receptions on the year. 62 already. Their secondary is trash. Mm-hmm. I think... Jaron Brown. Yeah, he's the other guy. I, and I've been Six on, red zone targets. Yeah, so which is, is great. Mm-hmm. And I, I spoke about him a couple weeks ago. Because remember, two game, uh, three games ago, he had a big game. And then against the Cowboys, he didn't do much, but he caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But it goes under the radar that if he... He had one a second touchdown called back due to a holding penalty on the offensive line, mm-hmm. and he missed a third t- would be third touchdown because his one of his foot was inches out of bounds. So mm-hmm. if that foot is a couple inches over and that penalty doesn't get called, that's a three touchdown game. We're talking about this kid in a completely different light. Mm-hmm. Then he came out last week with John Brown and still got the job done. I, I said it on BFFs this week. I think Larry Fitzgerald and Jerron Brown have mm-hmm. consistent roles in this offense yep. in a, an offense that. Carson Palmer, just like I said with Eli Manning, is going to have to throw the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Nelson and John Brown are just more of that athletic, take the I top off J. the J. defense. I love J.J. Nelson, but has a hamstring issue. And he's, uh, you know, I mean, for a big-time player, when you look at his touchdown production, he has been fairly consistent when it comes to these big play guys because they usually boom or bust. But he's been limited due to a hamstring the past couple weeks. And you're right about Jaron Brown, uh, 11 targets week two, 12 targets week four, uh, eight for 105 week four. So I like him. You, you, you love John Brown, but quadricep injury, he's got that sickle cell issue, which makes him slower to recover. Uh, I think I'd start Jaron, Jaron Brown over John Brown. Me too. I have uh, I have uh, Jaron Brown as my – he's in my top 30 wide receivers, and John Brown is outside mm-hmm. my top 36. I'll tell you that. All right. Uh and uh, like I said, Fitzgerald's the way to go. But uh, since I'm not going to play him, I think he's going to have a big day. <laughs> uh, another, That's usually how it goes. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, any other game that? Uh, when we get back, yeah. you know what, Joey? A little surprise? Yeah, All a little right. surprise. All right. We'll be right back with more game previews on the Fantasy Sports Network Weekend Fantasy Update. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galita, Mike Florio, and Pete Considori producing our show. He's the guy that answers the phones. And we actually have a caller on the line. Who do we have, Mike? First up, we got Ben from Colorado. Ben, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Excellent. Good to hear. I um, What's that? I was going to say, how can we help you? No, so I, I got a couple questions. Um, first of all, uh, the first one I have is I'm thinking about playing Bilal Powell over DeMarco Murray, and that's in one league. And in my other league, I'm thinking about playing Allen from Baltimore over DeMarco Murray this week. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. So the first one is Powell over DeMarco Murray. And did, I'm sorry. Did you say if this was PPR standard? They're both. They're they're two different leagues, but they're both PPR. Uh, one's half point, one's full point. And uh, again, one's Allen over Demarco, and then the other is um, uh, Powell over Demarco. So I'll tell you and this: I, I got a wide receiver. Joe, I I, I don't. I, there's no way I'm playing uh, Buck Allen over. DeMarco Murray, the, the snaps, mm-hmm. uh, the I know he led the backfield in snaps the other day, but when in touches, Alex Collins is going to get a lot of the carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarvis Allen is nothing more than a pass catching back there. I'm not playing him over DeMarco Murray. Bilal Powell is the one that is close. Mm-hmm. I have DeMarco Murray two spots higher in PPR, but, I mean, if you want to tell him to, to put, like, if anyone said, oh, I'm going Bilal Powell over DeMarco Murray, I I really can't argue mm-hmm. with him. I kind of like Murray. Uh, I mean, the Titans have a really good offensive line um, with the issues with Mariota, whether or not he's going to play or not. Maybe the uh, Titans might have to end up using the, the run a little bit more. That's so, my thinking. Yeah. I, I kind of like Murray, I think, in both spots. And, uh, Ben, did you say you had a wide receiver question? Yes. Thank you. Um, I also... so Wide receivers in one league is... And this is because of buys. Uh, Funches, um, Marvin Jones, Martavius Bryant, Calvin Benjamin, and uh, Jerron Brown. And I need two. Funches, Benjamin, Martavius Bryant, Jerron Brown. I-, I like Brown. I like Brown, and I would go Calvin Benjamin. Over Funches? Yeah, just because I, I know Funches had the big day the other day, but I still think Kelvin Benjamin is the number one there. Although it, it is getting closer and closer between the two, but I still would lean Kelvin Benjamin. And Would you do uh, Gerard Brown over Funches? Yes. I, I guess so. Yeah, Brown is the okay. one I like the most of, of this bunch. I think they're going to have to throw a ton. And I'm Martavis Bryant, Joey. We spoke about him uh on BFFs a lot this week. We're worried. No game with more than three catches all year. It, it's it's worrisome for sure. Yeah, I agree. Any other questions there, buddy? Or you're uh, 
You're all set? You're going to win well, this week? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I, I just, you know, the, the Bills defense or the Steelers defense? Bills. I have yeah. Bills ranked number two this week. They've scored double, depending on your league, double-digit points every single week. Bad offensive line by the uh, by the oh, Bengals. Yeah. I think there's points I mean, It's a to lethal combination. Uh, I mean, Dalton's getting sacked a bunch. Bills have a, a pretty good pass rush this year. Uh, and they've been tough, tough against the pass, tough against the run as well. Uh, all they had to do was get rid of that defensive-minded head coach, and all of a sudden they could play defense again. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy they made that switch. <laughs> well, Ben, I hope we helped you set your lineup, and now we're gonna jump. We're gonna stay in in. Uh, I feel like a neighborhood that you've had a lot of encounters in. We're gonna go out to Brooklyn, where Randy is there. Randy, Brooklyn's a big place, though. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a native guy from Brooklyn. I could relate. How you doing, Randy? I'm doing quite well. How you doing, gentlemen? Doing great. How can we help you today? Uh, I also got a couple of lineup questions. So I started Doug Martin over Jay Hygie, mm-hmm. and now my flex position is either Duke Johnson, Jay Hygie, Tariq Cohen, or Latavius Murray. This is a PPR or a standard? Uh, this is PPR. Yes, this is PPR. And, um, um, I'll get to the second question once you guys tell me what you think. For me, I'm going with Jay Ajayi. I know it's been really hard to trust him these past couple of weeks. He had one Monsters game, and then the last two have been complete duds. But, again, great matchup on paper against the Titans, who are allowing over 20 fantasy points per game to opposing RBs. We saw, And they're allowing the second most points to opposing quarterbacks. They're just getting shredded. Mm-hmm. And if Mariota doesn't play, I think there's a chance that maybe they jump out to a lead and they mm-hmm. just they, they want to get Ajayi going. Or at the very least, they have the leeway of it's a close game and we can continue to roll him out. Unlike the past couple weeks where they've gone down big early on right. and had to go away from Abandon him. the run, yeah. You agree, Joey? Yeah. Uh, two of the other three choices, though, just to make sure. We had, I think Murray was one of them. Lat Murray, Tariq Cohen, Duke Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would go with Jai. All right. Um, thanks. Uh, second question is, so I had Rob Gronkowski. I had a bench him. So the, the basic two main guys that I was looking at as uh, tight ends were um, Jenkins from the Jets and then uh, Benjamin Watson. Who do you... Uh, I kind of like Jenkins. This is a good question. I have both of them inside my top ten. I agree with you. ASJ. Browns have just been terrible. Not only this season, but previous season. Not that that really counts. We care more about this season. But uh, I kind of like Jenkins, man. I do, too. I think he's he's seen the volume in targets the last couple weeks. Not in the end zone, though. Mm -hmm. uh, In the red zone. I think this is the week they look to get him involved. Even in the red zone. I Mm -hmm. think ASJ is a high ceiling, Mm -hmm. safe floor and Ben Watson, though, it's not a bad option either. So right. I think you're set there. It's a Gronk replacement. I would go ASJ, but both are solid options. Yep. All right, Randy. All right, man. Uh, thank you to, uh, for your wisdom of advice. Uh, appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Hope it works out for you. Good luck this no week. Problem, Thanks for calling. Man. And don't get on Joey's bad side, though. <laughs> He'll make a trip out to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. Um, so uh, what game do you want to hit next? You know what? Randy brought up Tariq Cohen, and I think the Bears are a team we, we should discuss. I know they play Monday night, mm-hmm. but for some reason, Tariq Cohen's usage, his snaps have decreased. He only played 18 snaps the other day. Mm-hmm. His receiving numbers have obviously gone down. He did have 35 yards called back off of penalties uh, um, 
last week mm-hmm. on that Thursday night game. But Mitchell Trubisky's out there now. Yeah. I, are you able to start Tariq Cohen with confidence going for, at least for this week mm-hmm. against the Minnesota, tough Minnesota Vikings defense? If I had a better option, I, I think I would use it at this stage. Uh, uh, like you said, I mean, tough Minnesota offense. I think uh, Abdullah had a decent day against them last week, but previous to that, they had just been a shutdown uh, run defense, and you don't know how the whole offense is going to run with Trubisky in there. Yeah, I agree. Because of buys and such, I have him as a borderline, or just barely makes the cut as an RB2. But Some listeners might not have the, the uh, option because of, of buys this week. I mean, Devonta Freeman's on a buy and, and whatnot, so depending on if you can. But if you could fade him, I think I would. This would be the week I would fade him. Like, just let's see how this Bears offense reacts to the new uh, situation with Trubisky. At the helm. Like, say maybe you you waited on RBs and, you know, you drafted some of these pass-catching backs later on, like a Duke Johnson, mm-hmm. and then you picked up Tariq Cohen after week one. I'm playing Duke Johnson over Tariq Cohen. Me too. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, we're thinking that it could be a sneaky play, like maybe in a, in a, in a DFS uh, lineup as a contrarian, or if you're, you're forced in an issue where you can't fade a Crowell because of all these buys. We think he might be able to have a, a good week, but we're not 100% yeah. sure from what we've seen. But yeah, Duke Johnson, to me, is the guy you could roll out out of the Browns' offense with confidence every single week, and especially PPR. On Cohen, I mean, like I said, 18 snaps in that Thursday night game, that was a game that they were trailing by multiple touchdowns throughout. Mm-hmm. You would think... Game recipe, that serves for Tariq Cohen because they're trailing. He is their most explosive option on offense. He mm-hmm. is their best, to me, their best weapon in the passing game. And yet Jordan Howard, a banged-up Jordan Howard, mm-hmm. was in there more than he was. Right. was, you know, catching some passes out of the backfield. I don't know what Tariq Cohen did to John Fox. <laughs> Maybe he, he stole his cereal or something before <laughs> the game. But... He wasn't obvious. John Fox went away from Tariq Cohen. It makes mm-hmm. no sense to me because, like I said, he's a, he's the most dynamic electric playmaker on that team. Mm-hmm. But we have to go based on opportunity and snaps and right. targets. And right now, Tariq Cohen's turning in the wrong direction. Yes, no, I agree with you. Why don't we pick uh, another game? Unless you want to go a little bit more in depth with the Minnesota Vikings Bears matchup, we talked about Bradford maybe uh, playing. You know, you got to really follow that carefully. I think you're starting Diggs yeah. with confidence. I think you start Thielen mm-hmm. as a low end RB two, high end RB. Uh, I'm sorry, wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. What about Rudolph, man? And he's a guy that I loved at the start of the season. He's on a few of my teams. Uh, but Case Keenum just has not been utilizing him. I don't know if it also was maybe a part. Where you know the uh, offensive line of the Vikings, which was bad last year, it's played better this year. Maybe they felt that they also needed Rudolph to stay back and, and block a little bit more. I, I think if Bradford plays, he Rudolph is the big benefactor of that. But as of now, we're, we're still not sure if Bradford is going to right. play yet. Yeah, I I think there's a and lot it's a of Monday other night options. Game, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if you if you're waiting a, for him. Exactly, ASJ, mm-hmm. Ben Watson, Hunter Henry. Yeah, we'll these are tight all ends, guys right. mm-hmm. that we discuss. As I would rather play all of those guys, mm-hmm. who, and most I guarantee you at least Jared one of Cook. them were available. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I might Especially have Jared Cook even manual in there. I mean, may not be familiar with the offense. Uh, Cook could be a nice safety valve for him. And these are guys, at least one of those four names I just said were probably available on your waiver wire mm-hmm. coming into this week. So you probably should have grabbed one of them if you own Kyle Rudolph. Absolutely. So we'll be right back with more game previews for Week 5. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, Mike Florio, Pete Consadori producing our show. And hey, are you new to daily fantasy sports? Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, and single entry contests only. Fantasy Factor is running a $500 NFL free roll this week. Free entry. Simply sign up and enter. 500 bucks? What? Go to www.fantasyfactor.com. Free entry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just want to remind you, next hour, we have Matt Schneidman joining us. I know there's a lot of Raiders fans out there. Uh, Raiders uh, beat reporter for the Mercury News. Uh, He's going to be talking to us about... uh, Beast Mode, about Derek Carr, Crabtree, lots of There's stuff. a lot to talk about with yes. the Raiders. I yes, mean, not sir. only the Carr injury, but like you said, Marshawn Lynch, his usage has been going down every week. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper is just, I think right now, the biggest bust of the fantasy football season yes. so far. Mm-hmm. Outside of injury guys, like obviously David Johnson, but right. that's different. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Amari Cooper is right up there for his one of the biggest busts, if not the biggest. Crabtree's banged up. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot to talk about with the Raiders. I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, so am I. And stay tuned. We'll uh, come to you uh, the second segment of the second hour, so stay with us. Uh, Colts 49ers, real quick, if we could get in a little analysis of this game. Uh, Andrew Luck, maybe a week seven, a week eight return. He actually... Uh, practiced a little bit this week. Supposedly it was revealed that this was a posterior labrum repair, which had we known, had you and I known this, Mike, we would have known it would have taken a long time, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> supposedly, I mean, when you're reading now, it's harder to regain strength in that shoulder when you have that type of procedure. But uh, this Colts 49ers game, uh, I'm liking Pierre Garçon, uh, 49ers uh, receiver. I mean, uh, other than week two against the Seahawks, targeted just over nine times per game. Uh, Carlos Hyde still dealing with that hip issue, but uh, gutted out 16 carries last week and has a good matchup. Uh, Jack Doyle, I, I think he's out. He right? is out with yeah. a concussion. Uh, I'm also loving uh, loving me a little T. Y. Hilton uh, back in the mix. I don't know about you. 
I have him as a low end wide receiver two this week, which mm-hmm. is probably the highest I've had him ranked all year. I think they like. I know it's been one monsters game out of Ty, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been nearly as bad as I think many of us thought yeah, he, he would had be. They've some pretty rough uh, matchups, right? They have. Rams, Seattle, Arizona, three out of the four games. This so look, a they, good matchup. Yeah. No Jack Doyle probably means more targets for him. Probably a little bit of more for Moncrief as well, but I still don't think there's any way you get Moncrief in the mm-hmm. lineup. Anybody else excite you out of this game? I mean, San Francisco uh, has a decent pass rush, nine sacks, and uh, Brissett has been sacked ten times in the past three weeks. He's shown that he's a bit mobile, right? He scored a couple of uh, I think running the, touchdowns. I think the RBs but. are certainly in play. Carlos Hyde locked in as an RB1 for me this week. Frank mm-hmm. Gore's an RB2. Uh, I'm not crazy high on Jacoby Brissett, but mm-hmm. I think I have him ranked 15th or 16th at the position. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, and like around 20th. Frank Stample has him ranked like 15th. So mm-hmm. our usual third co-host here, he's he's higher on Brissett than, than I think many are, so... We'll see if that works out for him. 49ers passing game. Any love uh, right there? And uh, Pierre Garçon, mm-hmm. obviously going to catch a ton of passes, I think. But outside of him, not so much. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to start Hoyer in one of my leagues this week. <laughs> it's a deep league. And uh, I had originally uh, drafted Carr. And uh it looks like I'm going to have to. I'm hoping for a shootout, which I guess we could probably get. No? Yeah. I think it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. And I just When I say Frank Gore is an RB2... Borderline RBC. Yeah, I know you hate Frank. I, I don't, I'm not, not personally. No, that's no, no. a fantasy player. He gets the touches, but he hasn't done a whole lot with them. Right, we'll be back with more analysis of Week 5 games when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update.